God bless you and welcome to Echo. Listen, everybody, I'm excited. We're in part three of my Secure the Bag series, and I want you to sit back and tune in. I know it's a little cold and crazy outside, but hopefully you're home, you're relaxed, and you're safe. I pray this message blesses you today. Listen, we'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Empowerment City, so you can check out everything that's happening at the Empowerment Church. You can also check out our website at EmpowermentCity216.org. And again, you can always sow a gift there on our website or at Cash App at Dollar Sign Empowerment City. Love you guys. Guys, take care. Now, now, ask somebody else, say, are you ready? I'm ready to be empowered by the word of God. So we're going to jump right in. The title of today's sermon is Prepare with Purpose. Prepare with Purpose. Prepare with Purpose. We're in part three of our Secure the Bag series as we close it out today. And I'm just excited about what God is going to speak today. I believe this is a season of preparation in the life of every single believer. Every, who, wave your hand if you're believing God for something big in 2019. If you wave your hand, if you're talking back to me, it means that you must be preparing for something. Because I don't want to declare a thing I have not prepared for. And many times in church, we're taught to declare, but not to prepare. So we shop for the house. We shop for the car. We shop for the husband. We shop for the wife. We shop for the business. We shop for the money. But ain't nobody preparing for anything. And that lack of preparation is one of the reasons we've declared some things we have not yet received. We've got to prepare. We've got to prepare. We've got to prepare. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 13. If you don't have it, it's on the screen for you. Proverbs chapter 13. A wise man thinks ahead. A fool doesn't and even brags about it. Let me see that. I'm going to read that one more time. Proverbs 13, 16 says, this ain't me, this is Bible now. A wise man thinks ahead. A fool doesn't and even brags about Sometimes you just gotta let the text breathe, don't you? Can I say it one more again where I come from? It says in Proverbs 13, 16, a wise man thinks ahead. A fool doesn't and even brags about it. Pastor, what does that mean? Well, let me roll it back up to 2019 and tell you what this would sound like today. It would sound like you only live once. It would sound like only God can judge me. Okay, okay, okay. It'll sound like I'm just doing me right now. It may even sound like I got plenty of time in my 30s and 40s to take care of that. Right now, I'm turning up. So you got to be careful when there are people who are proud that they just live in life and have not prepared for anything. The text says a wise man thinks ahead, but it says only a fool doesn't think ahead and then brags about it. Pastor, that sounds mean. You only offended if it hits your porch. Can we talk? Can we talk? Can we talk? Everything about this year centers around our preparation. Only a fool doesn't prepare and is proud that they just live in life. Getting up every day, doing whatever they want to do. Shopping and going to the movies and just hanging out and chilling. Not doing anything productive to take them to the next level. See, I don't need you to understand that wise men make plans. Fools just dream. 
fools just dream. Wise men, they dream, they have a vision, they start planning out what they believe God's going to do. Only a fool going to sit around and have dreams and goals, but still live life the same way. Are y'all still with me? This brings me to one more text I want to give you in Proverbs. Proverbs 6, verses 6 through 8 says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. I like this text. I preach about it a lot. And usually we talk about the diligency of the ant, how it works hard and it prepares and it just gets ready. And if you're not careful, you'll miss something that the text is telling you here. I'm going to read this one more time. It says, this is Proverbs 6, verse 6 through 8. It says, go to the ant, you slugger. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. Yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. This text isn't just telling you that the ant is smart. It isn't telling you it's a hard worker. It isn't telling you that it's diligent with nobody telling you what to do. No, no, no. It's telling you something bigger that we can apply to our own life. This ant knows how to operate from season to season. Are you with me? I got one question for you today. Do you know how to handle seasons? The ant understands that whatever I'm seeing right now in my face is going to shift in a little bit. So it's always preparing for what's next, not just focusing on what's not. So you got to get it in your spirit. I got to learn how to bob and weave through seasons. If you don't believe me, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, don't turn there. But it says there's a season and a time for everything. From grieving to death to birth, there's a time to plant and a time to root up. There is a season for everything in your life. The question is, are you preparing for what's next? It's not a question if there will be a shift, but when it happens, will you be ready? The end understands I have to prepare for my next now. Right now. Without preparing for your next now, your next will continue to look like your now. And I don't want to live my life going around in circles. I want to be prepared for everything God has for me. What do you mean, Pastor? That means the good, the bad, and the ugly. It means that I prepare to party, but I also prepare for that tire to blow on my car. I prepare to get laid off from that job. I prepare for whatever health issue might come up. I'm preparing now. I'm putting money in the bank. I've got prayer in my spirit. I'm connecting myself with people. I'm just not living every life talking about, I'm going to look here. You only live once. I'm going to spend all my money now. Can I free you guys today? I looked up a word that dropped in my spirit today, and the word was the word devastating. Somebody say devastating. Wave your hand if, like me, you've ever had something devastating happen in your life. Something you didn't see coming. I, I want to show you this. Number one, devastating things will happen. 
Get that out your mind. Don't be one of the people who's so high-minded in the clouds and so holy. You don't think nothing bad going to happen to you. No, that's why God's a keeper. The only reason you need to be kept is something that's trying to pull you. So he's already preparing you. I don't need him to be my strength and there's nothing for me to ever have to lift on my own. There's something in my life that's going to happen. Somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to lose a job. There's an unexpected bill. Something devastating will happen. One of the definitions for the word devastating is things that can alter your entire life. Causing severe shock. Severe stress or severe grief. Anybody ever been there before? Wave your hand if you ever been shocked. Oh, wave your hand if you ever been in distress. Somebody say, Pastor, I'm grieving right now. There's going to come in your time. Now understand this. There are some devastating things that happen you can't control. But then there are some you can. Let me free you. Let me help you real quick. Here's the issue. Many of us can't handle the things that we can't control because we have not tried to handle the things we can. So now when I should just be dealing with one devastating issue, I'm dealing with the thing I didn't see coming and the five other things I could have fixed but didn't. So I don't want my life to be such a distraction that everything when it happens, all hell is breaking loose. So I want to prepare for the things that I can so I can more diligently handle the things that I can. I don't want to have to stress because I blew a tire and had no money in the bank. I don't want to have to stress that the fact that they closed my whole company down. I want to be able to at least say I got some kind of savings. I'm not paychecking it to paychecking it. I want to handle what I can and trust God to do the rest. But it is hard to deal with the death of a family member that is devastating and you couldn't control. When you also deal with all your bills and your car issues and your boss over here on the side. I don't want to add to stress. Somebody say unnecessary stress. Let me help you with this. Can I submit to you that some things are only devastating because you didn't plan for them? And let's not play no games. And Echo, I know you're listening. So we just need to be, look at your neighbor and make sure everybody say, be real now. How many of you, it wasn't something big that happened in your life that was devastating. Sometimes it could just be a break job. Sometimes an oil change will take you out. Sometimes it's a gas bill you can't pay that's just weighing over your head. Sometimes, if you like me, if you haven't been there, there's times in your checking account where you said, if I slip on a banana peel, I'm going to end up in bankruptcy. One more thing happened and this checking account is going to blow. Can I get a witness? It only takes is one. CNN released a report, a report that says 78% of United States citizens are living paycheck to paycheck. 78% of people are not prepared if something happens, which means they will end up being devastated. But when I plan and prepare, it doesn't make life perfect. It just makes sure the things that used to devastate me don't have to devastate me now. I got money for a great job. I got money for a tire change. I can pay this electric bill. I want to do what I can so I can handle those things that are really in my life that need to be fixed. Is this good, somebody? It's devastating. Somebody say prepare. Somebody say plan. 
Look at Proverbs 21 with me. This is the last text for today. It says, Proverbs 21, 5. It's on the screens. The plan of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. I'm going to put this on a t-shirt. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. This is Proverbs 21, verse 5. It says again, the plans of the diligent lead to profit. Diligent hands. I'm working. I'm moving. I'm making things happen. As surely as haste leads to poverty. In other words, moving too fast can make me go broke. Can I submit to you that some things devastatingly happen to you because you move too fast? You dated too fast? Let them call you too fast? You took that job too fast? You bought that piece of junk car too fast? How many know desperation doesn't make people slow down? It makes them speed up. So I start doing anything. If you don't believe me, I'll give you a sign. If you can control this, you might be all right. But if you can't, you need Jesus like I do. Go to the grocery store hungry. See if you don't put something in that cart when you get home and say, what in the world can I do with this? I don't want half a ham with no sides, no fixings. You just throw stuff in the cart. 16 packs of Oreos and a pack of bacon. When you're starving, you just throw stuff and you're moving too fast and you put it in there. And then you realize you got a bunch of junk and you're still hungry. How many of y'all went to the grocery store only to get home and order food? Oh, tell the truth now. Yeah, it does. When we don't prepare, we end up, I'll give you a, a regular example that I tell people that I struggle to, when, when I worked a full-time job um, out there in the, the public sector, I struggle with this. I could have had a lot more money had I just stopped eating out at lunch at work. You want, don't believe me, that's what that text is saying. You move too fast. The plans of the diligent lead to profit. What's diligence? Making my lunch the night before, putting in a pack with food I already bought, and taking that thing to work and eating that. Now you might be like me. Lunch never made it to lunchtime when I packed it. Oh, I look at that sandwich two minutes later, it's 10 in the morning, and it's just gone. And if you like me, you don't start out eating the sandwich. You eat the snacks. You eat the stuff on the side. You know, you might have chips, fruit, grapes. You eat that stuff. Then you say, well, I got to wash it down. He says, I wash it down. Well, I might as well eat this sandwich. That's how it ends up. But it saved you money. But when you have not planned and prepared, now you got to go out to eat. If you were like me, I was going to Fridays across the street from my job, and now I got to pay for the lunch and tip them. At one point, I was up to $24, $25 a day on lunch. Can I testify? Can I get free? Pastor, where are you going with this? Because it doesn't feel like it's a lot. But going back and calculate all the times you went out to lunch in 2018. And wonder why you ain't got no tires and no brakes. I want to be prepared. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to lose money and lose time because I was not diligent. Are y'all with me? Are you with me? It is important that we prepare. 
Are you prepared to secure the bag? If you don't prepare to secure the bag, if you don't do some things in your life differently, that bag's gonna have a hole in it. You'll just be a wealthier broke person. What does that mean, Pastor? Ain't nothing wrong with your income. It's that outcome you need to look at. It's all that stuff you hauling around because you're making more money so you spend more. I'm gonna hurt, let me help you something. I've been thinking about this and I've been telling people all week. Everybody look at me for two seconds. Echo, listen to me very clearly. If you are working a full-time job and you have any type of high side hustle, whether it's a part-time job or another business, and you still broke, something's wrong. Usually it means we started living off of the extra that we thought we were going to save. And instead of putting it away, we just raise the type of lifestyle we can now have. So now when I was working this job to pay a bill, now I gotta work this job to keep up with the stuff I bought because I had this extra money. The worst thing in the world is to be working two, three jobs and still broke. I wanna put something away. I'm not going from a job at five and clocking another job at six and getting off there at 10 to turn around still have no more money in my pocket. I'm not gonna work 300 hours of overtime and still got a shut off notice. Somebody in here feels it right what I'm saying. Let me say it to you this way, the way I say it to myself. I work too hard to be this broke. Something gotta shift. So if I gotta downsize my lifestyle to pay off some debt so I can spring forth to do some things I wanna do in 2020 and in 2021, that's what I'm gonna do. So no, I'm not buying no shoes. Y'all back in used to looking at all these ladies' natural hair. Better wear them shoes till the soul wear out. Dry that car with that big old rust patch. See, if you like some of us, you devastate when you gotta go buy a car. Cause some of y'all, y'all drive until the wheels fall off. Like you can't put two cars together and make me another car. I don't want no no. That ain't me at all. My car break down. I believe it's a sign from the Lord. Huh? It's a mistake. You gotta be careful. I was talking to Elder Adrian this past week about my car note. She said, Lord have mercy. She said, it's like two of mine. That hurt my feelings. You think you want something until you can. And just because you're approved for it, just because your finance show you can have it, doesn't mean you should do it. My God. We wear things approval like a badge of honor. Sometimes you just gotta shout the fact that I know I could buy it if I wanted to, but this money going away for something better, something bigger. I'll prepare it, cause when the season changes, I'm not gonna get caught outside in the cold. I'm gonna have some seed in the ground. Let them talk about you while you riding the bus saving your money, while you riding in that car with smoke blowing out the back, but they don't know you putting away money for your house or to sow into your business or to pay down your debt. Let them talk about you. Let them sit up there and make all kind of assumptions about what you're doing with your money. They'll find out when you go up. Move in secret. We in 
Worst thing in the world to be in competition with another broke person. It's time to prepare. I want everything God has for me. If I'm going to secure the bag, I need to prepare. I need to prepare. So there's three things I want you to pull away from this today. Number one, I want you to prepare and plan for the next season now. Put some money away. If you have second income or more than one income, or if you need to do something differently, hustle and then set something aside. Number two, save something for later. The original title of this message was Save Yourself. How do you save yourself? I save myself later when I give myself a life preserver now. That's my savings account, my investments, the time that I'm putting in. And number three, understand your seasons. Know what season you're in. This is critical because Peter, plenty of people are disappointed. Imagine if I walked outside this church right now in the middle of January in, in swimming trunks and flip-flops. I'm frustrated for several reasons. Number one, I'm cold. I'm, I'm probably getting frostbite. I'm angry. I'm embarrassed. But whose fault is it? It's mine because I didn't read the season that I'm in. So I'm upset and frustrated that the season I want to be in is not the season that I am in. And instead of flowing in the current season, I just stand out there in swimming trucks hoping God changes his mind. No, 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 no. I want to be in the right season. Is this time for me to sow? Is it time for me to fall back? Can I submit to you that sometimes there's a season for you to sit and sometimes there's a season for you to run? You cannot be hasty. Sometimes God is saying the reason is nothing's moving in your life right now is I need you to sit down. You've been doing too much and you can't hear me clearly. There's too many people around you right now. I need you to fall back. Can't get nothing done because you're comparing yourself to everybody else on social media. And God is saying that's their season. That's not your season. I want to be careful about my seasons. I don't want to miss a God moment because I got out of season. Is that good? Come on and give God some glory. Yes. Echo, we're so thankful that you tuned in today. Listen, as always, you can check out our website at empowermentcity216.org. You can also sow a cash app at Dollar Sign Empowerment City. Echo, we love you. We pray that you come and visit next week. Everybody say peace out, Echo. What's up? I pray part three of my Secure the Bag series was a blessing to you. Listen, we'd love to connect with you on Sundays at 1.30 p.m. We have free meals for the entire community at 12.30 p.m. every single Sunday. Again, there's Children's Church through the entire service. If this message was a blessing to you, please consider sowing a seed at dollar sign Empowerment City if you're going to use Cash App or at EmpowermentCity216.org if you're going to sow online. We appreciate your support. I pray Echo is a blessing to you. Check us out. We've got a couple different episodes that I pray are going to be a blessing to your life. Have a great week. God bless you.